0: Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken burger of Sunday... ...voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King-deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Woo!
1: We a long time,
0: you know what I mean? Well, hello everybody. And welcome to our latest Royal Blue podcast... ...in association with Sport Pacer. Uh, our gang of uh, blue noses around the table today. Gavin Buckland, Tony Scott... Phil Kirkbride and myself, Dave Prentice, we're going to look back on the, uh, the the manic events of Saturday at Bournemouth, look ahead to the uh, Apple on game, and no doubt lots of other things in between times. So first things first, who on earth saw that coming, Saturday? <laughs> Not you, Scotty. I've seen your reaction, of, uh, on, uh, which was great, by the way. Yeah, Scotty is being promising all season to video the reaction of the crowd and himself to goals as they go in. And we've waited and we've waited and we've waited and we haven't seen him. Finally, we got one worth waiting for. It was great, wasn't it? It was fantastic, Dave. It was just. Do you know what? We we, we were
2: stunned, wasn't we? When, when the first went in, you couldn't have scripted that. And for actually, I turned around to Phil and I said, "Imagine if he was to get the winner here." And it was just you couldn't imagine the the odds on that happening with him coming on within 15 minutes to score two goals. It was just. But you know what? Fair play to Nias. he's come on and he's done the job. Listen, it rocket scientists the way Everton are playing at the moment. It's so narrow, it's so deep, and he can't get the ball forward enough to Calvert Lewin. There's no will and runners behind him. So what Nias brought to the table as a runner up top, has oh, yeah. just got, got deeper and deeper, and the next minute you know, Everton just got this new lease of life with Nias on, on on in the in the team. So I just think fair play to Nias for coming on, fair play to Ronald Kuhn, by the way, for basically having the words on a plate there, and he had the guts to bring him on, he didn't yeah, have yeah. to, he could have brought Morales into the fold, he never, he left him out of the squad, he could have brought Luckman on, he could have brought Sanzo on, there was, there was other options there, but he gave him his chance, and, and by God, he, he's grabbed it, hasn't he? Very much
0: so, yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard he was, he was reintegrated into the first team fold at the request of uh, the board, largely it's an economic reason, you know, because mm-hmm. why do you want a player who's worth £13.5 million you know, just sitting on the sidelines, mm-hmm. but there was certainly no dictat that he had to play him, and so it is Ronald's decision that, you know, so yes, he's a, he's brought him on in matches and he's made a difference. Um, has, he, has he made a mistake by not including him in a Europa League squad? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: and it looks so, doesn't it? Because where are we going to play on Thursday now? You're looking at Calvary and enough and then yeah. the only options you've got, as I've just touched on, is Sanzo. But the other subs I'm interested in speaking about today, the John Joe Kenny and Tom Davis. Yeah. I thought them two substitutions for me as well just changed
0: the philosophy in the game. Young legs, energy, give the crowds a boost, didn't it? What do you think, Phil? I mean, Borley uh, in his column this week said that he thought that Tom Davis uh, and John Joe Kenny and Mason Holgate, he threw in there as well, benefited from the fact that they played so much under 23 football together. They know each other's game. He says the, uh, the new players who've come in you know, don't know each other that well. They're still finding out about each other's game. you think they would do by now, having played plenty of preseason football. But Tom Davis, he says, John Joe Kenny, Holgate, even Umani, has just played a lot of under 23 mm. football. They know what kind of runs they're going to make. Maybe it's no coincidence that Tom Davis has set up three of Umar You goals know, now since he's been in the side. Is there something to that or is that just probably being a bit fanciful? Um,
3: I, I think that there could be something into it in terms of where John Joe and Tom ended up playing on, on Saturday. Obviously, John Joe came in at right back and Tom was on the right-hand side. So there's, yeah. a, there's an understanding there. Um, but funnily enough, you know, Umar's kind of... You know, game time with the 23s last season didn't hugely overlap with Tom's. I don't think you know. Umar was still playing for the 23s right up until Christmas, where Tom was more or less. I think it was October, November time was starting to come in and out the first team fold, wasn't he? So, and in the games I watched them quite a lot. I don't, I don't ever really see them. Remember seeing them being a kind of. You know, there seems to be a natural understanding between the pair of them. So,
0: remember, Sir Michael Ball, do your homework. No I, mean, <laughs> I, no, I can see what he means. Yeah.
3: Um, I think with John Joe and Tom, they've played together for a long time, haven't yeah. they? So, um, I could see that, but perhaps less so
1: with the others. Yeah. What's
0: the life for you, Gav, uh, the weekend? Hey.
1: Things I mean, going back to the under 23 question, they probably train together as well. Yeah, sure. isn't yeah, it yeah, like, yeah. It's being familiar on the train and sure. as well, isn't it? So, I think that's trying to get Michael out of it there. You know? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, but I think there's a point, an overall point there, and it's always been that. I thought, um, when I was talking to Tony after the game, he made text me at full time and said, like, my mate's even older than me, if that was possible, <laughs> yeah. you know. And he said, that's the strangest game I've ever seen at Goodison, yeah. you know. And I think he was right. He said, and, and I can only echo what Tony he was saying earlier that I mean. Then he asked the first goal. I mean, he asked, he basically made that himself. He did the tackle, laid the ball off, and yeah. added to the areas. And it was it was with Tom Davis's help. It was his whole whole, you know, eighty percent his goal. I mean, what I liked about it as well is you know uh, when you see it is he, when everybody else was running away, he went to get the ball from the back of the net, didn't he? Yeah. Which you yeah, know, it's yeah, only a very yeah. small thing, but like you had, as soon as he scored, he got the ball from the mm. back and that took us to halfway. You know, think think says a lot, sure. really, because you think he'd just be basking in the afterglow of yeah. everything that's gone before of celebrating the goal, um, and also as well, I think him especially, he's, he showed something that not not really none of our players have, have did this year. and that's what we said. He actually took the game by the scuffle and you know, yeah. wanted to affect the game. You know, yeah. rather than just being a, have a, being a, you know a passive presence on the pitch sure. and waiting for something to happen, which um, a lot of players being like that, he, he actually. You could tell he wanted to affect the game, as I always say, and I think that reflected great credit on him. Now I appreciate that's easy to do when you're a substitute and the opposition may be defending a lead, but I thought that was a good bit as well, and I had Tom Davis as well on uh, on Saturday, and thought that was a good reflection on them.
3: I I I, I think that you know huge credit to Omar, and you know he certainly got a mindset. Now where it can't get any worse for him, can it? So he's not affected by a squad that's got confidence issues and has been you know impacted by this that run that they were on. Sorry. But I think it was, for me, more to the fact that they went two up front because those yeah. goals easily could have been scored by Calvert Lewin, mm. in my book. You know, Umar took them, took them brilliantly, particularly the first one. But it was the fact that there was two threats, two players willing to mm. run in behind, two players who can hold the ball up. And so it was going to be one of either one of them that was going to get the goals. But it's the fact that the had something to think about on the other side of, of, uh, of Everton's front line instead of just e- being e- easily able to shepherd
0: Calvert Lewin down the channel and, and you know double up on him. Now it's a great point that because if you're going to play three behind a striker, which a lot of clubs do nowadays, at least two of those three have to have pace and an ability to get in behind the defence. Mm-hmm. And you know Everton don't. I mean, Gilfy Sigurdsson, good great, good player, there he is, isn't that kind of player? Um, you know Davy Klassen, you know, and then we'll probably say a bit more about him. Doesn't appear to be that player at the moment. You need players with a bit of pace and penetration, and that's you know not happening at the moment. Um, well, Davy, is, that, and I just, the, is that the end of that? Then three in the playing beyond the four. I think that the problem is if you
3: in modern football very rarely do you see two strikers up front in a four four two. There's obviously <clears> there's obviously logic behind that because it must be a bit easier to defend, you know. You know, if you know you're playing two, up front, it must be fairly comfortable from the start of a game to get settled with two defenders. But when you're bringing them on late on again against tiring defenses, it obviously must be difficult. Because for me, the way he brought the ass on was just what he was doing last season with Valencia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
2: know, Roman Valencia pace. One of them's just got. I'm just running in behind, and it causes problems. Well, one one fan said to me after the, after the whistle on Fine Cam, he said, "Listen, we cannot play Schneiderlin and Guy." and the three narrow number 10s in the team. It just can't happen. That's what you're going to get. Bournemouth come and probably deserve to win. Everton didn't deserve to win that game, did they? But if, you cannot get away with the, the fact that Everton are so narrow now and they're so easy to play against. Now, hopefully, what happens on Saturday will have taught Ronald Koeman a lesson as in we cannot play, A, with that formation and B, with that personnel anymore because it's not worked. It's not worked all season, yet we've got results against Stoke and we've got... We Held on to a point at Manchester City, three defeats since, and we got out of jail there on Saturday, didn't we? So, I just think hopefully, six games gone, he's learnt a valuable lesson there. That if we are to play a three, one of them has to get beyond that, that attacker.
1: Is, is there an implied criticism of those three by the fact that he brought any ass on? And so, I think he, he said after the game, didn't he, that I wanted to have more support for Carver Lewin in the box. I just wonder whether it was. It was, there was something in, in his comments there that said that he wasn't happy with mm. the way they were playing. They're all playing too safe. Yeah. yeah, None of them seems to be wanting to take a chance.
2: Was that a case then of the Niasse with no pressure on him whatsoever? And then three players, Sigurdsson, huge price tag, Classen struggling, Rooney, what's going on in his personal life? Big pressure and weight on their shoulders. Nias the has just come in, no pressure on them at all and just played like... I, just think, the new, I think they're different
3: players. Mm-hmm. Nias isn't 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 a link man, is he? Sigurdsson is, Rooney is, Klaassen is, Sandro is. Yeah, probably. well, I I'd be tempted to to if you, you're going to get the best out of Sandro for me by playing him off a of big man, I think you yeah. need to play him and Calvert-Lewin or him and Nias. I don't think you can play him by himself at the minute because he's not ready.
2: But if that's the case, then for you're going so to have to supply. Yeah, but you're going to have to supply them. Then, aren't you? If you play yeah, the two, but up. that that's where that's where something's got to give in how many number tens he's willing to play on the pitch. Is he just shoe these number 10s in because well, of the name and the price tag then? Because it looks to me, I'm thinking David Classen spent a few quid on him, new diff- shining. The difficulty is though, if you've bought a player in
3: David Classen, and he reiterated this last night, didn't he, Koeman, that he still believes in him, believes he's got, a, he's got the qualities that will, will cut it in the Premier League, he has to play him or else he'll never, he'll never do it, will he? So it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation, yeah. isn't it, where he has to play him and give him the game time and the exposure to Premier League football. So he's gone. Bournemouth at home. They're a passing team. It's probably going to be less physical. Yeah. This is the chance for him to do it. But if he if he just keeps if he keeps on the sidelines, he's never going to get any better. But yeah. if he keeps playing and
2: Phil and he keeps struggling, then his confidence is going to go. The crowds well, are getting edgy as it is every time he's touching but this, the ball. Is,
3: this is where Ronald earns part of his six million quid a year, isn't it? And he has to. I wrote a piece a few weeks ago saying maybe the example of Mkhitaryan at United last season. He was a similar type player came in for a lot of money, found it difficult. Mourinho was using the Europa League as a as a platform for him to get his confidence and slowly, 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 come February or March, he was in the league team then. He got used to it. But he was in and out and there were spells when he didn't play. Yeah. But then he but he was in, out, in out Europa League guaranteed, cup guaranteed. Yeah. And then eventually, by March, she was pretty much a, a regular it, it, it can
0: happen i mean the, the Premier League is a very different league to you know all the other ones in Europe you know in terms of its intensity in terms of its directness in terms of the pace and it mm. can be a real eye opener and you know it takes a lot of footballers a lot of time to settle down and find their feet in it. uh Davi class is clearly you know a a Gifted footballer, you know, you don't become captain of Ajax, you know, so I'm mm. playing a team that gets all the way through to the Europa League final without having some qualities, yeah. Mm. Uh, so, there's clearly something there, it's just finding the right position and you know, the right opportunity to actually display it. Does he
1: be sorry, Gav, does he need to be given in a different position than the number 10 where he's clearly struggling? Is he playing number 10? No, that, that's the thing. I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't think they would call them number 10, none of them playing number 10s. We just say number 10, as is somebody behind yeah. the striker. I mean, going back to Penno's point before, is if you, if you keep with those three, and Breno's right is that two of them do need to have pace to, to make it work effectively. Well, the clash doesn't go in place, so mm. therefore, you then got to play him in the middle of those three. Then begs the question, I need to <laughs> play on the two on the other side. You know, you know picking up on your f- point, for that he's got to give him game time for him to sort mm. to get used to the Premier League, so therefore, you've got to play him. In that middle of those three mm. behind the striker, yeah. so who are the two players with pace that you're then going to play on either side of them? Well, Kevin Morales and Aaron Lennon. Yeah, squad for that build. So, yeah. so got, you've you've got all, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That, so then you've yeah. got that. That means no Sigurdsson, yeah, no Rooney, no Morales or whatever you'd say. Yeah. No Balas, even if he came back, or both. You yeah. would say put or him Tom in. Davis or Tom Davis, unless I mean, the, maybe the key to this is is that. The other question you said at the start is the two in front of the back four is whether you only need one of them. Yeah, And therefore you play, for, sort of play 4-1. Sort of maybe like a 4-1, yeah. yeah. The, the problem, know, the like problem thing, is
3: yeah. nobody in defensive midfield has covered themselves in any glory that yeah. you'd feel comfortable leaving them by themselves.
2: I thought Schneiderland done a lot better on Saturday. In fact, i seen the start yesterday. It was more interceptions than anyone else in the Premier League. Yeah, he's, de-
3: he's definitely got better, but I still am not seeing the levels of January. In February, yeah. Nowhere near. But yeah. is
2: the that's what I mean. We we've touched on it many times on the podcast. We I mean, when Everton are playing a lesser team at home, there's no call for Schneider And gay in the same team. You do not need two defensive midfielders. Well,
3: where where were the pair of them when um, Bournemouth scored? Yeah. Oh, I know there was a big hole through the middle. So you can't, uh, you know. It's, so it's obviously, of so them aren't lo- doing the job. It's not, yeah. It's not logical to say you only need one when you know the harder, as I said, they're not. They're not watertight. Are well, really? if one, what if one is performing, then obviously
2: yes. the two of them are not. If
3: you know, where yeah. It's coming it's, from. But it's in it. It's a big if at the minute, isn't it?
2: And what I will say on that, Josh King, goal as well as that, I don't think makes an all gate cover himself in any glory by anywhere. No, there's been it. a lot of no, calls for them. him to be center back, yeah. and I think we've seen the rawness of him. He did well in in patches. But there was one or two big moments, and I thought in that game, which it did scare me. I'm
1: gonna slightly disagree with you there, but agree that he did I mean, what agree in that? Like any fullback who goes to centre half, he sort of like tend to drift towards the full-back role, don't they? And when when you see it, when the ball came down left hand side, he sort of went into position like like he was a bit of a full-back, mm. didn't he? And he, let, he let King behind him, mm. but where it went wrong for me from that was. Where was that the rest of our defence when King got the ball? Why, why was King allowed to run right across our penalty area and get a shot in? The only person that was sacking him was Hallgate. Yeah. You see where our defence was. You know, we talk about our defence playing too deep. You watch where Ashley Williams goes. He goes some sort of outside the middle of the penalty area. So rather than going across to, you know, to try and mm. uh, cut off King, he sort of retreats back. Pedro's towards his, his own, own goal, and, you know. And, but that doesn't and let you think think to dive in like that. No, on the I'm not the saying, but I had no other opportunity because I would I would expect Ashley Williams or somebody else to be there to, to help him. Um Okay, he didn't cover himself in glory, but I just thought that, okay, it was Mason initially, but the rest of the defence, including an experienced defender like Ashley Williams didn't cover themselves in glory for that goal, why are they running back towards the goal when there's somebody like King, you know, Getting ready for the for the shot. should be pushing out, not 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 pulling back. Mm. And uh, I thought, yeah, Mason didn't come come himself in glory, but to say like neither did the rest of the defense.
0: Okay, can we uh, throw a little question in now about the uh, the fullback situation then, uh, the right fullback situation? And uh, you know, there's been a you know a few fingers pointed at Cuco Martina this season. that being uh, okay going forward, very suspect defensively, certainly against Tottenham. He was, although Cumin blamed the system afterwards rather than the individual. John Joe Kenny looked okay against Sunderland, but then he came on, and, and for me, he looked like a slightly better quality version of Cuco Martina. In that his delivery uh, is great, you know, going forward. Defensively, he's not been found out yet, but he hasn't played often enough. So you know, maybe he hasn't played because Kuman doesn't quite trust him defensively. Personally, I'd like to see him given a go. I don't think he's you know that dramatically different to Cuco Martina. Um, what do you think I agree
2: Pernal, but I just think John Joe set the tempo of a game his yeah. ferociousness in the tackle and it just it gives everyone a lift in the crowd as well you know, he's a popular ab, lad isn't he he is yeah, obviously yeah. he's a yeah. local lad yeah. and every all other Tony's want to see him do well yeah. and then you, you're not just pleasing the fans from the kickoff; you're giving everyone a lift inside the stadium if he's, if he's the first name on the team she's on Sunday against Burnley everyone's behind him straight away it, it sets that tone doesn't it well, Kuhn's yeah, C- 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 not the
3: sort of manager to make decisions like that. Yeah. He's, he's not the sort of manager to pick pick somebody at right back because he goes, "Oh, the fans will love me for that. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: why did he feel sorry to interrupt? Why did he bring them three players in on Saturday, knowing quite well that the three players from off the bench? There was a huge cry from the fans for them three to. Well, not the as such but Davis and, and um, Kenny everyone... but there's
3: always there's always a cry for, for local lads to play isn't there it's irrele- it, It's irrelevant that it was last week it's any week I understand that I understand that yeah, I, I think it's probably nonsense yeah, yeah. You know, but what I'm saying is on, yeah. knowing Ronald as we do he's not picking John Joe Kenny because he goes it'll get people fired up he's picking a fullback he thinks he's the best fullback yeah. now the key for me is rightly or wrongly because we want to see Kenny play but rightly or wrongly he will value Kuko Martina's quote experience more than John Joe Kenny's inexperience. Right. How well and you he... cannot dismiss and ignore what he said last week, again, whether you agree with it or not. That he said, Yes, John Joe is a talent, but 23's football to, to first team is huge. 23's football is like a first team training session. So whether you agree with him or not, yeah. and I'm, you know, Kuko Martina hasn't convinced me, so I would like to see Kenny given a shot. But whether you agree with Ronald or not, he's very clear. Isn't he very clear in his mind? Cuca Martina has played at right wing or right wing back six times out of twelve games this season. Mm. So, so if, you, if you're a betting man, which you are, yeah. you're putting your money on Cuca Martina on, on
2: Sunday or on mm. Thursday. Well, what, what was the reason for when we were? Was it one? Was it one one? And he brought a right back on for a right back. One 0 One 0 We get beat. Yeah. Yeah. No, so does he bring a right back on that, for yeah. a right back? Well, that, that highlights the problem. That nobody's been able to fill the void consistently left by Seamus Coleman. So obviously that's taught him a lesson on Saturday. Listen, Kenny's got to start for me because he's just delivered there. Playing devil's advocate, he would go,
3: yeah, he's delivered in the final 15 minutes of a game when you're against a slightly tiring defence and have just told him he's got to go for it because we need his pace. Brilliant as he was, if he then does it against Burnley for 90 minutes, which he's capable of doing, but Mm. Ronald's not giving giving him the chance yet, that's when he he can hang his hat on him. Whereas, contrary to what we've seen since he arrived at the club, Ronald knows Martina for two, three seasons, whatever it is, and knows that push come to shove, he's got the experience, and I know, on paper at least, he's more reliable for me. Yeah, and yeah. That's not a slight on Jonjo. Yeah, 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 yeah. There has got to be a point where you feel Ronald's got to roll the dice with John Joe and play him in a league game from the start. But, you know,
1: when is that? I don't know. Is Burnley the time to do it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, going back about when. People want Ken, Kenny to come on on Saturday. I mean, when he came on, I thought that's a bit of a. a it bit was a little 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 answer, left yeah. field yeah, yeah. decision, yeah. like, but fair play, play. You know, it worked. You're expecting somebody to come on, and, you know, play further up the pitch, but it, it worked and in terms of the balance of the team. But it, it is right. I mean, that goes back to your point about Holgate on. Set, Holgate at is centre half. It's a similar type of uh, question, isn't it? Yeah. Is that, okay, you can get away with right, right back, and he's played like quite a few games at right back, but. You know the difference at under-23 centre-half to Premier League centre-half yeah. is, 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 is an even bigger difference, yeah. I would say, like from a right-back at under-23 level to, uh, to, to Premier League level because you're playing against much bigger players. And you know. always feel with
3: Mason at this stage of his career, he's, he's always looked better when he's had somebody to his left and the touchline to his right immediately. So he's got that protection, he's got a smaller area to yeah. work on. But what happened with the goal on Saturday, Kuko is off chasing lost causes down the right yeah. wing and so the gap is huge, and as you said, Gab, he's probably gone. I don't know which way King's going to go.
1: Yeah, they've
3: got to cover almost two areas, and he's exposed. And, and, that, that, and, that that was, and as you say, Williams it's kind of an experience. It's, yeah. Plus not helped out by the rest there's, of the events. Sorry,
2: there's just three um, three quick points I want to speak about from Saturday. First one, Pickford save, absolutely crucial when one nil down from Defoe. It yeah. was absolutely magnificent save. With Calvin Lewin was one of the best players on the pitch. That was just an immense sense of forward spray. I thought he held the ball up well, done brilliant and looked even better when the asked come on. And interestingly now, I just thought another the final point is I think Sigurdsson is struggling at the moment. I know it's not flavour of the month. He's a big sign and he's having time to adjust, but I'm I'm looking at him thinking, I want a bit more here for £40 odd million pounds worth after five or six games in an Everton shirt he's not even a set pieces there was a free kick on the edge of the area that ends up in the park ends and going ended up f- yeah. yeah. in Stanley park The free kick
1: was at the Gladstone center so I'm looking at I'm going listen, yeah. I'm not being yeah. funny yeah. You, you've got to start delivering yeah. here lads.
3: Yeah. look we could do we could do a pod on on Gilfrey in in in, uh, in its own couldn't we but i think now i think he's had his you know time to acclimatize Rooney didn't need one yeah. now I know the different class of you know player maybe but in terms of Ronald has said players coming out of out from outside the Premier League needing time well Sigurd's been in, Sigurdsson has been in the Premier League for the last I don't know six, six seven years whatever it is either side of Hoffenheim so I think he's had a little grace period now I think he's won the goal in split bought him a lot of time yeah. but I think you're right I think he does need to start delivering but the key is is he playing in the best position and, he, and his And is he, again, needing to understand Calvert-Lewin as a striker and where he's going to run and what he's going to do? Because, by and large, he was playing with Lorente last season, wasn't he? And they were a terrific pair. So, you know, is a consistent team selection
2: important for not only Everton generally, but for Sigurdsson? Well, Judy, i I've saying that, look, that brings us on to Thursday, doesn't it? He's got to go with him again, hasn't he? Cover in up front because this is a must-win now, isn't it? Well, considering what happened. is.
0: We're, we're going to see changes clearly because Burnley comes around very, very quickly. Yeah. And Burnley have been, you know, magnificent away from home this season. Everywhere they've been, uh, we don't know anything about Apple and Limassol. Uh, but you're right. I mean, for me, Atalanta. Were the team that Everton needed to get a result against Leon? You'd imagine are going to top the group. They're the best team in the group. They're regular Champions League contenders. Apollon Limassol, you would hope, are going to be the whipping boys. Yeah. That leaves you know one from Everton versus Atlanta. So as a result, of losing so heavily in Italy, yeah, you know Thursday is an absolute must-win game. Now The draw not good enough, and it needs you know a very very positive team selection and a positive performance. So you know I'd like to see a couple of uh, newer faces brought in. You know like like I mentioned earlier about pace. Aaron Lennon, we've seen a little flash of him, you know. Mm. But you know, bring him in from the start. Possibly Morales again. You know, I don't know what seems to have happened with him. You know, its press conference says you know they've buried the hatchet now. There's no issue anymore. Mm. Yeah, we're still not seeing him yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. So you know, McCarthy. Can't behave <laughs> yourself. Yeah.
1: It's nice alone about uh, Saturday. You know, I was thinking back to uh, you might remember this when 2009-10 We got that horrible run. We got beat five 0 at Benfica, and then we got beat two 0 at Roma. I was there, the, the did and then we played Spurs on the uh the following Sunday. Two 0 yeah. yeah. And we got beat two 0 put the back to two 0 later on. It was that
0: Seamus Coleman's uh, Yeah Seamus? So yeah, I was thinking about Sir John Joe Kenny, yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah. remember
1: the last kick of the game, they yeah. got a penalty, didn't he? And uh, Tim Howard saved it. Hmm. And then from then on, we only lost two of the last twenty four league games. Yeah. And mm-hmm. who took the penalty? Jermaine De Favre.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, so hopefully we go on, like, yeah. 24 yeah. league games,
1: only lose two, late that's like, That's clutching Australia's that guy, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's
0: looking for sides. That yeah, is, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Best, yeah. For, best for tyres, you know, no put seriously. Which is more important, Thursday or Sunday? Oh, that's a good question. Um, asked this question, last time, didn't we, before the, the Atlanta game, and the, uh, the United game, uh, Good question.
2: I know it's that's bad. I think no no. Uh, If you could say Ron Kuman now you've got one win Which one was he pick?
0: I think he would pick Birdley, because you know Premier League is so important. Me personally I can't see Everton doing much more than last season in the Premier League. I think already there you was know, hopes of finishing in the top four, appears to be evaporating into the distance. Yeah. I think you know, seventh, as Ronald himself said, is about the best we can hope for. So, in that respect, I would say Thursday. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, that, that is very important if Europa League is going to be a run. You know, going out in the group stages would be so demoralising you know, before Christmas. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go for Thursday. I, I, I totally
2: agree with that. I think if you ask a lot of Evertonians, would you go a long long way in this competition and probably take eighth, ninth, tenth, and have a good tilt at the Europa League yeah. and try and get as far as you can? I think they probably they probably take it because realistically, we're we'll be going to get sixth, fifth out of top. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. if you're having, if you're having a look at Everton season right
1: now, especially considering the way they've started, have a good crack at this competition. Going back briefly about Carvalho and I was just sort of, but I suppose it's relevant to Thursday. What do you think his best position is? You know, is it is it? I don't want to compare him to what, Dele Ali or Harry. Well, I was going to come to that. I was going to compare it. I don't want to compare him as an individual to Kane and Ali, but comparing them to their roles at space. Do you think he, he's more of a Harry Kane than a Dele Ali, or do you think he's a, a Dali Ali?
2: I think they're two different players for me. I, I just think he's a different player from that. I just think he's a focal point up front that needs another player closely round. Rich makes Yeah, a Kane. Cause yeah, yeah.
1: Because yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd like to see... I'd like to see, you know, we're saying four one four one, where he plays like at the tip of the diamond, behind yeah. the, just behind the striker. Is and he um, is he good enough with the ball at his feet, facing, you know,
3: in a creative sense to play that? I know what you mean yeah. because Unzi last season when early on in the twenty threes, I smoked Calvert Lewin and he said I see him as a number ten, but not in the European role as a ten, Sigurdsson, Rooney, Klassen yeah. type. I see him as an old fashioned number 10. He'll just play off a number nine, a classic number nine, Yeah, and they'll dovetail. No, that's what right. uh, I see him
1: like that. I, I don't see him as a like a 25 goals a season number nine, you know what I mean? Or well, like, like an I see, Adrian Heath to Graham Sharp. Shop, yeah, but then yeah. he could be, play, yeah. could, she could be many, yeah. before he got his bad injury, he could be yeah. a great striker. I see him more as a Deli Alley behind a striker. And if he played 4 1 4 1. You know, if we got like that up to 10. <laughs> I just didn't mean that. Yeah. Where I'd see him at the tip of the diamonds with two, maybe Sigurdsson, Classen maybe or whatever, behind him, and like, say, Schneiderlin. And I, I'm, whoever the striker could be, going forward, it's somebody in January or at the moment in the ass or yeah. Sandra or whatever, I just, I just think that that might be a decent way of resolving a couple of, couple of issues. You,
3: who are you playing? Who would you play on the on the, on the wings and that for? If you're playing
1: Sigurdsson and Rooney in the middle, who's providing you Well, you'd have to do what we're doing at the moment to provide the width from the four backs really, but that's like, yeah. the question if we got I'm, I'm thinking maybe not like at this moment in time. Mm. We know say after January maybe we can pick up yeah, a couple yeah. of players yeah. is is and and we desperately need a left back, not necessarily to be first choice but just to give us an option, yeah. you know. I think I think that may sort of she won a couple of people in the thing is though,
3: I've, I've said it and we can keep saying it but Balassie's but a big miss yeah because yeah. mm. as Steve Walsh said not long after Everton signed him quote he gets us up the pitch and that's, that might sound a bit agricultural no, no, yeah
2: mm. but he he does because of his pace isn't yeah, yeah. it? yeah, yeah. Just, just and he'll hold the ball up when he gets it yeah. mm.
1: just, just of interest, what is the position with Balassi at the moment in terms of uh, fitness? He, he was pictured on the training
0: yeah. pitch uh, this week. Uh, so, you know, that doesn't mean a great deal, yeah. of him that he's actually running around again. But Ronald, I think, said at his press conference last week, was it Phil November? November he thinks oh, back uh, in that, training yeah. in
3: November, yeah. So, yeah. talking Christmas, I mean, it's a New Year yeah. still before yeah. you get Second, the first second half of game. the season, yeah. Yeah. I think he's to like, say. two new signings? <laughs> 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 two two, two that, important yeah. new oh, yeah. signings because, I
0: mean, Seamus Coleman has been such a miss. And again, you tend to take him for granted a little bit, you know, that pace and penetration he brings, mm. allied to, you know, sort of solid defensive ability, it's just yeah. taken for granted. And also leadership, yeah. and like
1: sort of, a bit, bit of bite on the pitch, you know, yeah. and I think here we have Mr. his presence, mm. but I, I just think that's something that Ronald going forward needs to, to look at, I think. It's that uh, half that yeah. question, like, the lad's obviously got ability, but... To fit him in the team, I,
3: def- I definitely feel there needs to be variations. I'm not saying 4-4-2 on Thursday necessarily, but mm. two strikers on the field of play, and whether you play Sandro slightly wide, and you can come in and and, and use what pace he's got to, to latch on to, flick ons etc., etc. Because if Carvalho was going to win the ball, who's running behind him? Until the yeah. came on, it was nobody. Yeah, yeah. and I don't think well, not the ass can't play on Thursday, but you know, so that's for me. You you play you play Sandro Ch-
0: Possibly, yeah. Um, yeah,
3: I, th- I think Sandro would be a better option in Belasic. terms... Of... Blasich has looked bright, actually. I've
0: He's not got, got, got a searing
3: pace, has he? Just, mm. just
0: thinking, then, talking about the players who are missing, Belasic and Coleman's new signings, do you think, you know, Ramiro, Funes, Mori would have got a lot more of a shout yep. this season? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm. You know, because, you know, you, OK, last season, our hearts and our mouth, you know, a lot of the time, <laughs> seeing him, you know, do his Kaiser thing, bringing the ball out, but he's got pace and, you know, he pings the ball around OK and, you know, he's... I would argue he's been missed on occasions this season. Just because he's a left sided defender, yeah. I think that's yeah. the only reason why. I mean, yeah. As you said, Pernod, your heart is in your mouth
2: when you watch yeah. him. Maraud forward with the ball at his feet. He's just leaving gaps at the back yeah. and overhead kicks in his own area. <laughs> uh, my, the heart is in the mouth, isn't it, when you're watching and him? And his
3: uh, customary shot from outside the area during every yeah. match. But <laughs> <laughs> <Straight up. Yeah. laughs>
2: <laughs> whatever it is, he is. He's a, he's a threat in the opposing box, isn't he, from set pieces. Yeah. Yeah. But. but
1: Goes back to a point we said last week, which it was quite uh, good to see Kevin Rackler say the same thing about Ronald. Not don't play three at the back, you know. Yeah. Uh, is he does get when he? I wouldn't see him play when we play two at the back, but if we play three at the back, play him instead of Jags. Yeah, because he, yeah. he's because he's left sided, yeah, and he's got a bit of pace about him, and he may not be ideal as a player, but for, for playing that role, he's the best at the club. Yeah, and,
3: and I th- I think if you look at. You play three at the back, best in the Premier League. Other than Chelsea, it's Spurs, isn't it? But Spurs can do it because, as you say, you've got three centre-halves, you've got a bit of pace. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And in an ideal world, I think Koeman would almost copy like-for-like like how Spurs play because he said he thinks they're the best footballing team in the country. And he obviously has a lot of admiration for that system, three, four, three, whatever, the play mm. or whatever. But they haven't got, they haven't got the pace. They've you know, yeah. not got... The, the players with speed to play that system Yeah, I'm bring the ball out to defence if you don't yes. centre-half yeah, as
1: well yeah. so I mean because yeah, Vertong- we Vertonghen
3: did you provide an assist for them on Saturday?
2: Yeah he popped did,
1: up on the yeah. left didn't he yeah. threw the ball around plus
2: they've got Ali Kane and Ali Ali well, and Ericsson yeah. Yeah. and Dembele yeah. and everyone <laughs> <laughs> well, Yeah, he's yeah, got better, better players than
1: us not, yeah. not Dembele at the moment is he's an interesting one for isn't it but I just think he said they're 3 4 3, but the way they play their 4. Yes, yeah, sorry. The, in the middle, isn't that it? Bit, like, you know, yeah. that's, that's the one I think me needs to have a look at, where they just stick Eric Dyer in front of the. You know, of and, then, and then just kick on from there, where we've got two players in, play in the front of the and back. That girl, that, and that then.
3: brings us back to you could play that if Schneiderlin was, was up to his level. Because yeah. Yeah.
0: you would argue he's better than Dyer.
1: For, for yeah. a distribution, wise, yeah, definitely. I tell
0: you what, well, I think we've mentioned this before, but who watched the Arsenal West Brom game last night Me. and who just thought Gareth Barry, you know, what's he doing playing for them? <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. if Ian Emerson's first team at the moment he's just such mm. a good football. Every pass is a forward pass. He's not a crab; he doesn't go sideways. No. Yeah. Um, it, I think Ronald, you know, did the lad a favour by allowing him to go, but equally he probably looks back and moves that decision now because, you know, he's such a good player. Yeah, probably yeah. does. And I think he's
2: probably seen the form of just a guy that didn't put yeah. himself in any
0: glory on Saturday. I thought,
2: yeah. yeah, one of his worst games. But no, just touching back on the back four there, the centre-hours, did they pick themselves for Thursday? All gates in the Well, were. the is no-one else available, <laughs> is yeah. there?
0: So yeah
2: Mermis didn't we have Leighton, a surprise one for Leighton Baines on Saturday but that never yeah. comes to
0: fruition so it looks as though it'll be Holgate Williams on centre back it's going to have to be unless Michael Keane makes a recovery from his cuss he has got or something so. yeah it
3: doesn't sound like he, he would do because no. I mean, this time last season it was Pennington getting the chance wasn't it yeah. Yeah. but he's obviously at Leeds isn't he so I think he'll be the same again
0: yeah, I can't, I can't see many changes defensively, so you know the changes will probably be you know, defensively, yeah. further forward. So, go on, let's finish off by uh, what do we expect on Thursday? Um,
1: well, for a change, I'm going to a midweek game, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 a five fiver size, got beat last week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> no comments.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm uh, you know what, this is like it in the context of a group, and we're saying you know, we about which one's the prize, you think about it, it's 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 what's called a must-win game. Yeah, it? early, you know, we've made, we've yeah. managed to get ourselves into a bit of a corner with the Atalanta defeat. Uh, so I expect to see strong team, but I think I'll take a 2 0 Everton.
0: Salve it that. It's got Three-one Everton. Everton. we we'll concede,
2: but oh. we'll win.
3: Yeah, we'll concede two-one again.
0: Last time we had a game like this, Larissa, I think it was, the oh, game, we yeah, saw yeah. The, one of the goals of the season, yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, I'd say I'd settle for that, I'll go, I'll go for a 3-1, Yeah, we're not going to keep a clean uh, I would even go for it, that's one of the best goals I've ever seen
1: in a good yeah. season yeah. No, was wonderful. Yeah? yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Everything yeah. about it, the creation, the finish. Perfection,
1: yeah. and you give out Aussie stick, I mean, yeah. people have done, I thought he was a cracking player, Aussie. It was the one player at the club you wanted the ball to come to, yeah. yeah. to yeah. who's yeah. 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 got the technique to do that. In the tight situations when it's late in the game. Yeah, he has got the technique to care. And I was including Arteta in this, by the way. It was, it was the yeah, yeah. One player at the club who could do that mm. in the last 20 years, it was, it was him. Because well, he time, had the technique for well, last, it. last time I
3: in Europe, was He was decent. Oh, yeah, Fiorentina game was the best game I've yeah. wasn't it?
1: Yeah. And it? But even
3: under Martinez that season, you know, he, was, he came on against Kiev in the home leg, and I think he won the pen, didn't he? That yeah. Was ahead, and I think he scored against, he scored against Lille at home.
0: Yeah,
1: I think he yeah, might have done yeah. It,
3: it,
0: yeah. was yeah. good, you know. But I think that was a goal. old Pienaar's just me.
1: That was in about to say Baines, he's Dardani. It was Beans yeah. and Kale, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean if that had been, like, sort of, like, sort of, sheedy Steve and... Ethan Sharf we had to be like goal of the century but because it was a slightly different Everton team and it was as good as goal as we've seen by any Everton
0: team at Curtis and that So go on we'll settle for that then we'll settle for a handsome Emerson victory on the night and a goal of the season contender (laughs) Right I know last week we promised we'd bring you another podcast on the Friday and we let you down but we will this week we'll be back on Friday uh, to look back on what's happened the previous night so we look forward to talking to you then